0: <laughs> <laughs> These women, walking through the rice fields, are about to offer sacrifices to P the Thai rice goddess. <laughs> In Thailand, it is believed that Possop provides the people with good harvests and enough food to eat. Tick used to work in the city, but she has returned to her roots to take up the family tradition. In the town of Supanburi, in central Thailand, rice is harvested three times a year. Before the harvest, Tik is already busy preparing seeds for the next reaping. She believes that in order to ensure a good harvest, she must first awaken the seeds by exposing them to sunlight and air. In rural Thailand, the woman is the head of the household. As such, Tik takes care of not only the labor, but the cooking as well. One of her specialities is a rice cake made from a local variety of rice. Getting the chance to enjoy these traditional treats with her family is one of her greatest comforts. <laughs> Rice is an integral part of the people's lives here in the Lansang-Mekong River basin. Farmers have been working here for generations, transforming the vast land into fertile rice fields. It is in this verdant landscape, Patham Thani rice is produced. Tik has a happy family. The elder daughter is 24, a college graduate on her way to becoming a teacher, while her 16-year-old younger daughter is still in high school. Why <laughs> In Supanburi, the people learn about rice from an early age, as one day it will be their duty to pass on that knowledge to future generations. However, farming methods have changed a lot since this bulk commodity has been industrialized. Nowadays, the knowledge is taught to farmers by experienced technicians, whose job is to ensure each harvest produces the greatest yield. Mm. Tick understands by accepting change, she will only stand to benefit. The technician will soon assess this year's output and decide the best time to send in the next harvesters. In the past, the harvest period was an extremely difficult time for farmers here. Now, the machines do all the hard work. Tick's family owns more than six hectares of rice fields. A big harvester like this one can finish the job in three to four days. Tick's husband, Tai, is a truck driver. He is responsible for transporting the rice to the processing plant, where the Pat Hum Thani rice will begin the second leg of its journey. After passing an initial inspection, it will enter global agricultural chains and eventually appear in grocery stores and markets all over the world. Thai gets paid the same day the rice is sold. (laughs) It's late at night, and Tai is loading up his truck again for the day's second delivery to the plant. It's been a long day, but also a rewarding one. 26 year old Yuni lives in the southwestern Chinese province of Yunnan and has been learning how to grow tea. Her village is located on Jingmai Mountain, also in the Lansang Mekong River Basin. The mountain has long been famous for its ancient tea trees and numerous tea plantations. Ji village sits atop the mountain's majestic peaks. It was once home to the ancient Tea Horse Road, a network of caravan paths that winded through southwestern China. In recent years, the village has gone through dramatic transformation, with more and more ancient houses being converted into inns to accommodate a growing tourism industry.. <laughs> growing tea in these misty mountains is still a central pillar of this village's identity as the tea produced here continues to link it to the outside world When Yuni was 15, she left the tea plantations to study and work in the city. She returned 10 years later, intent on learning the local tradition from the ground up. In the village's tea processing factory, Yuni has learned some of the latest tea making techniques. At one time, summer tea was largely ignored by the villagers, but with today's modern methods, it can be made into a quality product. I Yan Fei, another local resident, majored in packaging design in university. And the changing tea market offered a great opportunity for him to utilize his skills. 行, 那你说要加一点, 这个, 看一下。看一下, Although the Jingmai Mountain region is well known for its tea, the market is still very competitive. So Yu is looking for something to give her product an edge. On the occasions when tourists stop by, Yuni wastes no time in promoting her specialty. Despite its remote location, Wungji Village isn't as isolated as it seems. In fact, Uni's tea is already being sold domestically and internationally. Her story shows young people here can earn a decent living without having to leave their hometown. Seventy-three-year-old Nguyen Van Dang owns a large orchard on Tarzan Island in Vietnam. All his eight children have decent jobs, including one who works overseas in Canada. Three years ago, he decided to tear down his old mansion and build a new one. Since then, he and his wife have been living in this humble wooden shack by the side of the road. Even in his old age, Nguyen keeps himself occupied working in his orchard, taking care of his pomelo trees. As the Mekong River flows into Vietnam, it divides into two major rivers the Hao Giang and the Tien Giang, where Tarzan Island is located. While Vietnam produces a large portion of Asia's tropical fruits, Tarzan Island is particularly famous for Lung Gan, a fruit similar to lychee. However, due to oversupply its price was continuously dropping. So, Three years ago, Nguyen decided to replace all his Lungan trees with pomelo trees. It was a risky move, because it meant there would be no harvest for the next three years. But if Nguyen's estimates are correct, by the beginning of next year, his orchard will produce at least 10 tons of green pomelo annually. On Tarzan Island the name Nguyen van Dang is something of a household name. Land and wealth aside, Nguyen has always taken immense pride in being a man of the people. As a former village head, he is the first one people turn to when a problem arises. Having travelled to Europe, Nguyen wants his new house to reflect its unique architecture. to He even entertained the notion of turning it into a kind of posh bed-and-breakfast. But three years later, with the job almost done, Nguyen has suddenly decided to give up on the B&B idea. Instead, he plans to live in it personally. After all, it was never about the money and with his orchards, he already has enough on his plate. For people living in the Mekong Delta region, the Cobweb-like water system serves as the main transportation network. The local produce trade has led to the formation of a prosperous marketplace. And with tourism steadily on the rise, the floating market has become a bustling attraction. However, industrial development has had a negative impact on the rural population. On Tarzan Island, young people have mostly moved on to work in the bigger towns and cities. Nguyen may be an old local, but no one could call him stubborn or ignorant. He accepts the changing times as both something inevitable and necessary for growth and development. Yang Xiang belongs to the Dai ethnic group in Yunnan Province. Not only has he been appointed as the head of the Mansuo Xing village, but in his spare time he leads the local Dragon Boat team. This year, he is reorganizing his team just in time for the Dai People's New Year, the Water Splashing Festival. Mansuo Xing is nestled right beside the Luosuo River whose waters have played an important role in the village's history. This river We are The annual festival offers a great opportunity to organize activities and liven up the otherwise relaxing atmosphere. Yan Xiang admits, opportunities like this don't come around very often. annual festival has long centered around the dragon boat race and its formidable hometown team but in recent years it's been hard to attract fresh blood Now that a highway passes through the village, water transportation is basically obsolete and many young people have decided to live and work elsewhere. Even when they do return for the holidays, very few seem keen on spending that time in training. The new year has arrived, and Yanxiang is about to lead the villagers to the streets for the water splashing celebrations. It's a popular festival in the Lansan-Mekong river basin, where people parade in costumes, perform various water-related rituals, and of course, express their best wishes and blessings for the new year. The celebrations continue well into the night. However, Yan Xiang still has his mind set on the following day. <laughs> At 4am, the villagers begin gathering in the village temple. Inside, the incessant pounding of drums helps to fuel the palpable excitement in the air. washing has entered a men's and women's team into the race. The team members have been mostly dependable over the years, but their lack of training has led to a string of losses. This year there are about a dozen villages from the surrounding area competing. With a healthy crowd in attendance, it's shaping up to be a memorable year. washing Dragon Boat teams are up next. Suddenly, the intensity has ramped up. This is clearly not just about fun and games, it's about honor for the village. On the surface, the dragon boat race is a mixture of tradition, entertainment, joy, and friendly competition. But it also demonstrates unity, perseverance, hard work, and the idea that their future is in their own hands. One might describe life along the lansan Mekon River as simple, characterised by ordinary things like rice, tea, orchards and small villages. But the people here are no different than those anywhere else. They still have their own hopes and dreams, and above all, the desire to be happy.